You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome, I'm your host, Angela Dea. The COVID-19 pandemic is changing nearly every aspect of our lives. The safest place for us all right now is our homes. And while the urge to seek comfort in snacks and the couch is real for many, it's important now more than ever to practice healthy habits. That includes eating and sleeping well and exercising. Dr. Tracy Page is an integrative medicine physician at Prevea Health, and she's here today to explain what we can be doing to keep ourselves healthy at home in the midst of this pandemic. Welcome, Dr. Page. Thank you for having me, Angela. It all starts with our immune system. What is our immune system and can we boost it? That's a great question. You know, our immune system is really a complex network of cells, organs, and tissues, and they all work in tandem to protect the body from infection. You know, we are born with our immune system, so there is a genetic component, but we've actually looked at twins, and we have found that there is non-inheritable factors that can help us boost our immune system. And those things are sleeping, stress, managing it well, diet, exercise, and even the germs that we're exposed to. And But really, though, you say that there is no magic pill or specific food that can, you know, protect our immune system. Is that correct? Exactly. You know, there are real ways that we can care for ourselves and give our immune system the best chance to do its job, but there is no specific product. There has not been any study to show that there are specific things that we can take or ingest that actually change our immune system. But we can boost it. We definitely can. And you named some some great examples. So let's first talk about um, the foods that we're, that we're buying and eating. What foods can we be choosing at the grocery store that will help us strengthen our immune systems? When we go in, it's really important to stay in the perimeter of the grocery store because that's really where we're going to find the best things that are going to help us. And those are things are going to be the things that we all know that are good for us, but sometimes we forget, such as our fruits and our vegetables. Any whole food product is really going to help us because it's going to be packed with nutrients that are going to help our body do its best job. Let's talk about, um, you know, foods high in vitamin C. Why are that? Why are those types of food important? So there's actually been clinical trial, trials that have found that vitamin C shortens the frequency and the duration of colds and flus. And so we want to choose foods that are high in vitamin C, such as red bell peppers, broccoli, and spinach. Those are all really good sources. And how many fruits and vegetables, how many servings should we be consuming? So ideally you want to get in when you're looking at fruits and vegetables, I would say six to eight is a good, you know, thing to shoot for. The thing is to remember is that a serving is only a half a cup. So I don't know about you, but when I make a salad, I easily get in two cups of vegetables, which is four servings right there. Mm -hmm. Some people might be um, living in areas where, um, you know, grocery stores may not have a lot to choose from right now in the midst of pandemic. Um, or they might be thinking, you know what, I can really only afford frozen or canned fruits and vegetables at this time. I need to, you know, stretch my resources, my budget. Does it always have to be fresh? You know, ideally, if you can get fresh, 
That's great. That would be your number one choice. But, you know, we're living in a time where that's not always possible. And so the first thing I would say is go for frozen. Because a lot of times when fruits and vegetables are frozen, they're frozen fresh. So they can be just as fresh as something you would get in the produce section. The second thing I would go for is canned vegetables. Now, if someone has, you know, hypertension or diabetes, they might be concerned about sodium or added sugars to fruit. So you know that you can always rinse these things off if you need to. So that would be my second choice. But again, fresh first, frozen second, because it can be just as good as fresh and then canned. You've listed out some other um, vegetables that have some some specific nutrients that can really help our immune systems. Um, Leafy greens are really good for us. Yeah, leafy green vegetables, they come in all different uh, varieties. When you go into the green section, uh, romaine lettuce, and there's different types of spinach and kale. They're an excellent source of fiber. They have folate and iron, calcium, vitamin C and K, and they all um, encourage our immune cells in the gut to function properly. Avocados. People love avocados, and they're so healthy for us. Yeah, they're really a good source. And a lot of people don't know this, but avocados have glutathione in them. And glutathione is an antioxidant in our body. It's one of our major antioxidants. It stimulates our immune system. And even a half of avocado has 19 milligrams of glutathione. So you can have a half of avocado, which is so much cheaper than taking a supplement, and you get the healthy fats in there. Um, which is great for your skin and your hair as well. Let's talk about some of the different spices that we can add to our foods to help boost our immune system. Yeah, there's quite a few. I like the first ones that come to my mind are ginger and turmeric, oregano, and some others. But specifically, um, I like curcumin as one because that's the active compound that you find in turmeric. It's a very powerful anti-inflammatory and it's a rich antioxidant. Um, Its anti-inflammatory effects occur by the expression of cytokines in our body. Um, It also helps us produce our T cells, which help us fight off infections. So that's a really good one. Another one is ginger. Some of us like ginger tea, or you can use ginger when you're cooking. It's an excellent source of an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory. It's also an antiviral, and it's antibacterial. And garlic. Garlic yeah. is, is, is a great addition as well. Yes, garlic is great. You can have it raw or you can cook it in your meals. Um, it's a great antimicrobial, um, so definitely a good source. And there's also oregano. A lot of people don't realize this, but oregano is a great antiviral, antibacterial, and even antiparasitic. I've also been hearing a lot of, um, of people choosing to eat fermented foods. What, what do you mean by fermented foods? Yeah, so a lot of times you'll hear fermented foods that are good for the gut. And our immune system actually is in the gut. Uh, the majority of it is. So you really want to have a good microbiome. And fermented foods are different than taking a uh, probiotic because you're actually getting the probiotic from the food. So things as sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, tempeh, um, kefir, they're all fermented and you're going to get those uh, prebiotics right in your food. Um, is it kombucha? Mm-hmm. Am I saying that correct? Yes, correct. Is that an example of yeah. one of these? Yes, definitely. Kombucha is one. Okay, so are those, how do those taste? I haven't tried any of that. Uh, kimchi or kombucha or kefir. So I haven't tried kombucha myself. I have tried kefir, which is a dairy product, which is really good, kind of like a yogurt consistency. Um, tempeh is a form of tofu, uh, which is also good, especially if you use it in a stir fry. Um, and then miso, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, mm-hmm. miso 
soup. Sure. So some people really like that. Okay. Yeah. So I, those are all different ones. I was just always always curious how they tasted because I see so much more of them available now in the stores. So yeah, thank you for that. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of protein in our diet. So all of us on, on average get plenty of protein. The people who are really at risk are elderly and also are vegans. They don't usually get as much protein as the normal population. Um, ideally, you want to think of it as one gram per kilogram. So if you take your body weight, divide it by 2.2, you'll get kilograms. And you want to eat at least half your weight, your body weight in kilograms, in protein. And that averages out to about four ounces twice a day. And you can have either animal protein, such as things as uh, pasteurized eggs, grass-fed beef, or non-hormonal chicken. You could even do Greek yogurt as a, f- a source of protein. Um, and then there's um, non-animal sources, and those are things like nuts and seeds, and then the tempeh we were talking about earlier, and even legumes. Those are all sources of non-animal protein. I think we've covered a lot of great information about the types of foods um, that we can consume to help boost our immune system. What else can we be doing during our time at home to boost our immune function and stay healthy? Yeah, so in the beginning, we're talking about the non-inheritable things that we can do, and that really comes down to how we live our lives. So things like sleep, how we're managing stress, um, are we staying social? So when it comes to sleep, we really restore and heal our body while we're sleeping. And ideally, seven to eight hours at night of good, consistent sleep is going to boost our immune system. Um, And we want to make sure that we're going to bed and getting up at the same time, which can be a little bit of a challenge now that we're all home and we're not on regular schedules. So things I always recommend to my patients are cut off your screen uh, screen time two hours before bed, turn down the temperature in the house, ideally between 60 to 67 degrees is ideal sleeping temperature. And then you can even try some things like reading a book before bed, um, do a simple meditation, which really helps our parasympathetic system, kind of calms us, and then even something like a warm bath. When you say cut the screen time off two hours before bed, does screen time equal my phone or does screen time equal the, the Netflix that I've been binging on since after dinner? <laughs> exactly. Uh, unfortunately, it does include your phone. So a lot of us are in a habit of going to bed with our phones and putting it beside our bed. So really, the goal is to get rid of screen time. It's a great time to go back to some things that we used to always do before we had smartphones. We used to pick up books and magazines and read them. And we used to discuss them with our partner. You know, we used to have great conversations conversations. And so this is a great time to get back to some of those things that we used to always do. Absolutely. What are some ways that we can, you know, lower our stress or why does lowering our stress boost our immune function? So psychological stress disrupts the immune regulation. It does. Our body knows how we feel. It knows our thoughts. It knows how we're managing our stress. So there's a series of studies from Carnegie Mellon University, and they looked at volunteers who were exposed to like a cold virus, and they used just nose drops, and they quarantined these patients. And what they found was they ha- the patients who reported less stress in their lives were less likely to develop a cold. Mm. So it really does affect how we handle the exposure to different things in our lives. And we want to learn techniques to lower stress. And they can be things like I mentioned earlier, meditation. Also, we have some great um, ways that we can 
lower our parasympathetic system by how we breathe. So there's a thing called four, seven, eight breathing, where you inhale for four counts, you hold your breath for seven counts, and you exhale for eight counts. And this actually excites the parasympathetic system and calms us down. I actually um, tried that Mm -hmm. shortly before you arrived for this recording today because I thought, oh, I haven't heard of that one yet. I think I'll try that. And I could actually feel myself calming down as I did that four, seven, eight breathing technique. So I think that's a great one. It is. You know, a lot of us are shallow breathers. We don't really use our diaphragm the way it's meant to be used. And this is a great, there's a great app called Breathe to Relax. And it's a two, number two. So Breathe to Relax app will really help you get in tune to your breathing. And I bet you it could be some good things to practice maybe before bed as well to maybe help you fall asleep earlier. Or or better, I should say. Yeah, definitely. Just to really kind of calm you. It's the same thing with meditation. It really kind of takes you in and kind of um, takes your mind away from all the distractions of the day, all the things that you're thinking about, and really just kind of calms you so that you get yourself ready for a good night's sleep. How important is staying social in our health? And when I say staying social, I mean in this time in our lives, um, you know, practicing it safely because it's hard. We can't be with groups of people right now. Yes, exactly. We can. But, you know, we all are very averse in our social media. And also, too, you mentioned your smartphone. So we all have phones. We all have computers. You know, you can use apps like Zoom, um, FaceTime, and you can still connect with people. You could have virtual dinner parties together. You could do an online book club together. So there's still ways to interact with people without actually being in their presence. You could just pick up the phone and call someone and have a lovely chat. Let's talk about the importance of exercise in all of this. Yeah, well, that's one of my favorite topics. So um, exercise, you know, is so important because it boosts our natural endorphins, um, which lowers our stress, one of the things that we talked about, which is great for our immune function. Also, it helps us sleep better and improves our mood. So, you know, this is a really difficult time for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It, It really doesn't matter. It's a difficult time for everyone. Our lives have been changed. And so exercise is a great way to kind of care for yourself. And it doesn't mean you have to go for a run every day. It could just be a walk outside in nature, breathing some fresh air, getting some sunlight, you know it could be riding your bike it could be going for a walk it doesn't really matter just getting out and moving or even moving at home going up and down the stairs just give yourself a chance to move your body and to really feel those endorphins and to help lower your stress level and we can all maybe use this time to try something new Yes, 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 yes. So I was actually chatting with my mom, and she mentioned this, that it's like Mother Nature has sent us all to our rooms. She had seen this quote, (laughs) and she shared it with me, and I thought it was really, really true. I mean, we're all kind of stuck in our rooms, and it's a great time to kind of decide how do you want to use this time. And you can use it, like you mentioned, something we all have done, which is eating and watching Netflix, or we can also use it as a time to explore other things, maybe hobbies that we've been interested in, learning some new skill that we haven't thought about. I mean, really, how often do you get a chance to really think about how do you want to spend your time? So besides working from home, you have this opportunity to reconnect with your family, to reconnect with yourself, and really to just decide how do you want to spend this time? So much great insight shared for this episode of Plug Into Health. And we're so grateful to you for joining us, Dr. Page. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. 
We recently recorded another episode of Plug Into Health, which focuses more on how we can get through feelings of stress and anxiety during the COVID-19 pandemic. Lisa Tutsky, a licensed marriage and family therapist at Purveya Health, offers some great insight for helping both adults and children cope during this difficult time. I strongly encourage you to check that episode out as well. We also have a number of resources dedicated to answering some of your most common questions about COVID-19 on our website, provea.com. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit provea.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your health care, you should consult with your health care professional. You can learn more about Purveya Health at Purveya.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Purveya Health.